Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. In just a few weeks, uh, UConn will once again be a member of the Big East. Uh, The Big East that UConn is returning to, though, will look a little bit different with some new teams like Xavier. Today, we're joined by Coach Travis Steele of Xavier. So, Coach, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, Coach, for UConn fans who might not be as familiar with you, uh, I want to start with a question I love to ask uh, of coaches, and that's to help get to know them a little bit better. And that's, when did you realize you wanted to get into coaching? Man, I was, uh, you know, I basically basketball is in my family. You know, I'm from right outside of Indianapolis, Indiana. And if you know much about Indiana, like just growing up, like the high school basketball, it's everything and anything in that state. And so I grew up with a basketball in my hand. Um, my brother is is about 12 years older than I am. He's a college basketball coach now. He's the head coach at the uh, University of Akron. So I was his shadow when I was growing up when he was playing, you know, in high school basketball. So I knew I wanted to coach at a very, very, very young age. You'd been an assistant at Xavier for, for quite some time before becoming the head coach a couple of years ago. What was it like getting to, to move a couple seats down the bench and really take over the program here? Yeah, you know, number one, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate um, to be here at Xavier. You know, it's, a, uh, it's an incredible uh, institution. It's obviously a very, very good men's basketball program. It's been good for a long time. And, and I was lucky to be here as an assistant coach. I was really happy and fortunate that, that Chris Mack hired me and Sean Miller hired me. And then I also worked for Thad Mata when Zab Mata was at, uh, at Ohio State. So I've actually worked for the last three head coaches here. And, you know, and again, just, uh, you know, our, our former players and our former uh, coaches that got people that have coached here, man, they take a lot of pride in this program. And, and we want to continue to build it uh, both on and off the court. You, you talk about a few of those big names that, that you were with uh, during your coaching career. What were some of the biggest lessons you, you took from getting to be, serve as an assistant coach under, under those coaches? You know, I think you take things from from each guy. You know, like Chris Mack is extremely organized. You know, he's got every planned out of the whole year. You know, whereas Sean Miller's like a uh, the CEO uh, of a, of a company. Like he, uh, how he just oversaw everything and how organized and how systematic his approach was in every facet of his program. I was blown away. And then you get guys like Thad Mata. Thad was the incredible motivator. Um, just knew how to, how to motivate people, how to get inside guys' minds and, and get them to play very, very confidently. Um, you take away things from each of those guys. And like I said, I, I've been fortunate to, to not only work under one head, really, really, really good head coach, I've worked on under several, and uh, man, I'm very, very blessed to have done that. In making that transition from an assistant to a head coach, what's been the biggest challenge in, in that change? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is is you know now all of a sudden rather than just you know focusing solely on your responsibilities, now you have to oversee um, a group of men. Right. And and not just our players, but our staff, our three assistant coaches, our strength coach, our trainer, our academic advisor job is to oversee all of them. And and you got to be comfortable in delegating. Right. You know, you have you, you can't do everything yourself and, and you got to trust that it's going to get done and done with the detail that you want it. And then you got to really be able to coach your staff hard and, and hold them accountable. 
So as we start to talk a little bit about, about UConn coming into the Big East, you were at Xavier as an assistant when they made that transition from the A-10 to the Big East. What was it like transitioning into this conference? Uh, you know, you know, it, it'll be a bit of a different experience for UConn having been in the Big East in the past. But again, the, this Big East, Big East is pretty different than, than what it was the last time they were in the conference. Yeah, you know, so the Atlantic 10, um, oh, it was a, it was a good conference. And, you know, we obviously knew it was going to be a big step up going to the Big East. And, and we probably didn't know really what to expect initially. You know, uh, we didn't know if we were, uh, if we had the talent level to compete, um, night in, night out, uh, in the Big East. And for year one was very eye opening <laughs> to say the least. It was, and we were shocked just the size, the length, the athleticism uh, of players um, was really good. And, and just from top to bottom, because the, the, the there is no bottom in our league. <laughs> you know, that that's the hard part. There's no bad teams. Um, whereas when we were in the A-10, I felt like there were some games where you could probably play your C game and you'd still win. Well, now in the Big East, if you play your C game, you're going to you're going to lose to anybody and everybody. Um, so I thought that was a big adjustment, uh, just the size, the length, athleticism, the level of coaching. Um, and like I said, there's no nights off in the big East. I, I think we got a bit of a preview this season when we got to see uh, Xavier match up with UConn in, in Charleston. What was that game like from your perspective? Cause that was quite a game with, with a lot of ups and downs on, on both sides there. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun game. It was a little preview of what the Big East is, is going to be, right? Uh, you know, Coach Hurley does a great job, uh, does a terrific job. Those, those guys play with a lot of toughness, a lot of heart, uh, have a lot of respect for him. Um, and it, it was a fun game, though. You know, it's a physical game. And I, I think, you know, Xavier, uh, that's what we've kind of been built on as well, is that toughness, that edge. Uh, that nastiness on the floor. And, and that's why it's such a fun game, honestly, against UConn. Cause I knew going into that game, I know what Danny Hurley's about, right? And, and I know what he's known for. So I knew we were up, we we're going to be in for a fight, uh, which it was an absolute war, yeah. <laughs> um, all the way to the very end. <laughs> There, there was that play uh, from uh, Najee Marshall to uh, to tie that game uh, heading in uh, towards the end of regulation. I know you talked about practicing and running plays like that. What's it like to, to have run a play like that so many times in practice and then really see it pay off in a big moment like that? Yeah, that's huge. You know, you want to. That's why you practice those those plays is to give your guys confidence. So when it does happen. You guys have done it before, right? They, they've done it before. And that, that play, actually, it's a simple play we got from Villanova. Villanova ran it in the national championship game when Chris Jenkins hit it against Carolina. And we, we used it, I tell you, it went three for four last year. Uh, but it worked. And uh, I, I, to, I told Jay Wright after after the season, I said, man, I owe you one on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, probably the one team that, that's ready to defend that one against you guys. Yeah, so, that's, that's exactly right. What, what was it, what was going through your head, uh, you know, when you first heard the news that, that UConn would be heading back to the Big East in rejoining the conference? Excited. Uh, you know, I think the brand speaks for itself. You know, you look at all the, the, the great players, uh, the great coaches, uh, the national titles, 
that that UConn has, man. It's it's a uh, the brand is huge. And when you think of Big East basketball, you think of all the great moments in the in Madison Square Garden. A lot of those are UConn, right? And 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 I just think it makes too much sense uh, that UConn is part of the Big East, and and uh, it just strengthens our league. I, we were the number one conference in the country last year, and you can just add, add UConn to the mix, and it's man, we we're going to have a heck of a league moving forward. You, you talk about the strength of the conference, and I know a little earlier you talked about how tough it is to win, you know, night in and night out in the conference. Uh, you know, but for fans who are trying to kind of get caught up on the league and what's it like, you know, you, you mentioned it being a, uh, the top-ranked conference last year. How, how tough is the Big East still? It's really hard, man. You think last year um, we had a lot of experience in the league. You know, you look at, I mean, you had Marcus Howard, who could beat you by himself. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and Miles Powell, who could beat you by himself. And Kamar Baldwin at Butler, who could beat you by himself. And they were seniors. I mean, they had been through a lot of wars, a lot of experiences. Um, and, and then I didn't even talk about Villanova yet. I mean, they had Sadiq Bay, who's obviously going to be a lottery pick. You had, I mean, they, Colin Gillespie's a phenomenal player. I mean, every night – uh, is hard and there's no bad teams. And, that, and that's what makes our league really challenging. Um, I mean, think about DePaul who finished last in our league is going to have a first round pick, uh, here in the draft, Paul Reed. Um, and Charlie Moore is a dang good player. Um, and, and, and they beat Texas Tech handily. They won at Iowa in the non-conference by a large margin. And yet they finished last in our league. And you start looking at their talent, and you're like, dang, this doesn't look like a – and there's been years like earlier on when we were in the Big East. It wasn't like that. I mean, it, every team is good right now, and everybody's recruiting very well. And it just – man, it just makes every night so difficult. Talk a little bit about your team heading into this coming season. I know, I know you graduate, uh, you know, four seniors from last year. Help us understand what your team will look like heading into this coming season. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm really excited about our group. Um, you know, we had we had Paul Scruggs coming back, who will be a senior. Um, he's been this will be a you know he's been a two year starter here at Xavier. Um, you know, he's a guy that should be an all league level player next year for us. Um, then we have Jason Carter, who started every game last year as well at the four for us. He's back, um, and he's really versatile. And then we have two all freshman team members, uh, Zach Fremantle, uh, who's a six nine. Uh, he's kind of plays the post, the four, the five. And, and then we have, uh, Kiki Tandy, who's a, who's a point guard, who's on the all freshman team as well. So we got a really good group of returners and we have a really talented, uh, recruiting class coming in. So I kind of like the balance that we have kind of inside and outside. Um, you know, cause our, the, what's plagued us the last couple of years has been shooting. Uh, the lack of shootings really, really hurt us. And I think that'll be a strength of our team actually next year. For, for UConn fans looking to make a road trip, uh, you know, now, now having Xavier in the conference, uh, it'll, it'll be a new spot to go check out. What's it like, uh, on game day at the, uh, Cintas Center there, uh, at Xavier? You know, it is, it's rowdy. Um, it is loud. Uh, we sell out every single game, regardless of who we play. Um, it's an on-campus arena. We own it. Um, so it's, 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 it's an awesome environment. I mean, you think about our school, our, our school, uh, is a little bit over 4,000 students. 
um, undergrad and, and as a student section will be there 90 minutes before every game heckling the other team. Um, you know, so they, they, these people live, breathe and sleep basketball. So I, I would highly recommend it. Um, it's a, it's a great, uh, it's a great environment. I, I've, I've got to ask this too. We, we could kind of put this as a, as a two-parter and I love to hear this from coaches. We could start with the big East. Where's the toughest place on the road to play in the big East. And, and then we could, kind of expand upon that you know in your time at Xavier where's where's the toughest place you you brought the team to play yeah I I would say man it's it's close I Villanova when you play them and and they changed the name of their arena maybe it's still the pavilion they're on campus it's small it is tiny and it is loud um it but it's so small and it just gives you an environment. It's different than some of the bigger arenas. Uh, you know, like when they play downtown, it's not nearly as tough. I don't think the environment, uh, but when you play on campus, they're really difficult to beat there. I think it's the thin, the thin, I think is what it's called now. And then the other one I'd say is at Creighton. Creighton is ridiculously loud. I mean, it is, they got a big, uh, it's downtown. Um, it's a, it's, it's, it's a huge arena. Um, and it, they sell it out. And they sell it out, and it is extremely loud in there, <laughs> especially when they're making all those threes because they got all those shooters out there. Yeah, D- Dave Lado uh, last week uh, also mentioned Creighton, so I think that uh, Creighton's going to have uh, quite quite the <laughs> reputation uh, going for it. Is there a place in the non-conference you, you've gone on the road to play that that's been really tough? Man, we played at Wisconsin. Wait, uh, wait. Really, really, really tough to place to play. Um, Michigan was a tough place to play as well. Um, just trying to think during my time here at Xavier. Uh, I would say probably those two stick out. And, and I know those are, uh, you know, two Big Ten teams. And I'm curious to get your, uh, your your opinion on this. What's it like, you know, being in the Big East, you know, something new? I know UConn's not... Uh, playing in them this year, but having those Gavit games and those challenge games against other conferences, what, what's that do from a scheduling perspective and getting to play and kind of almost have some guaranteed games against really quality competition? Yeah, it's huge. You know, I think, you know, being in the Big East Big 12 and the Big East Big 10 challenges, man, like it gives us an opportunity to play against really good competition. And also, also it gives us an opportunity to really showcase our league. Right. And and, uh, you know, we all cheer for each other because the better we do in the non-conference, right, the better, the, the more those wins mean when we get to the conference. And and uh, it's just a great way to kind of solidify ourselves as a conference to be the best one in the country. Got a got a couple of quick ones here to uh, yeah. get you out of. Uh, you you were named on uh, ESPN's forty under forty list uh, this year of coaches at, at number two. What was it like uh, seeing your name on that list? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's somebody's opinion. Um, you know, again, man, I, I'm lucky where I'm at. I always say that, man, I, I'm so fortunate. I got a great staff. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a, the three assistant coaches that we have are ops guys, strength coach, and we got some of the best, I got some of the best help in the country. So they are vitally important to our program. And then uh, last one here, and I know you mentioned this uh, when we, in the first question about getting into coaching and, and talking about your brother, who's also a uh, college basketball coach. What's the biggest lesson or, or takeaway you've gotten from him that you've been able to apply to your own coaching style? Yeah, I, I think, uh, man, it, it, it's all about development, right? And I think if we focus 
solely on the development of our young men, both on the court, off the court, academically, pour our heart and soul in, into our young men, we'll be amazed. You'll, you'd be amazed where things go, right? And, and our, our team will get better. Um, they'll get better individually. Um, your, your team chemistry is better. Everything's better when you're really fully, fully committed to the overall development of your student athletes. Great coach. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Really appreciate the time and, uh, really looking forward to seeing you out here in Connecticut next year. Absolutely, man. Looking forward to it too. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut scoreboard podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.